wanted to talk about this for a while. Reading from from Newsweek.com. Woman prays for refusing to switch plane seats with rude mom and child. I don't know if I call it a child rude. Um, a passenger has been praised online after refusing to swap seats twice on a 10-hour flight in the viral Reddit post. A user trespassing chickens, I guess that's her, her handle, shared a story which now has 10,000 upvotes and hundreds of comments. In the story, the woman explained, I'm 6'5 and have damaged knees from soccer. So legroom and the ability to get up and walk frequently is a must. I booked an aisle seat in Economy Plus for the above reasons. Normally, I try to get business class seats if reasonable, but this was a last minute flight due to the to a death in the family which happens and i'm a big guy i'm i'm not six five but i'm taller than than average and i also like to get the the aisle seat the other two passengers she goes on to say in the row of three were a woman and her toddler the toddler was screaming in the waiting area before the flight and continue to do so once in the middle seat. So she's, you got a 6'5 woman with bad knees. Soccer player. It's a long flight. It's a it's a transatlantic flight. And she's sitting next to a, a young child who's not having a good day, as most young children don't have a good day when they have to fly 10 hours. And then the mother is sitting in the window seats. Then she goes on to say, man, she's this this lady's high maintenance. I have very sensitive hearing due, due to ruptured eardrums. So I put on my noise-canceling earphones. But you can only do so much when the, when the source of the noise is less than a foot away. To add to the ordeal, the passenger in front reclined their seat. And by the time we reached cruising altitude, my knees were starting to burn. So I immediately went to go for a walk. When I came back, the woman asked me if I would switch to the window seat. I said no and explained I'd be getting up repeatedly throughout the flight and didn't want to have to climb over them. It was an overnight. It was a red-eye flight, so I'd have to, to wake them up as well. On my next walk, I was met with the flight attendant who said there was space in business class and asked if, if she could upgrade me. If I would like to move up the woman with the toddler overheard the conversation and asked if they could be upgraded instead. The flight attendant just shrugged, but I said quickly, I take it. It was an aisle seat and the middle was empty. So that's a, that's a come up. You, you go from, you go from being next to a screaming toddler to getting business class and it's an aisle seat and there's nobody next to you and you're six, five on a plane on a 10 hour flight. That is winning. After the flight and while waiting in customs, I overheard the woman from the flight talking about me. She called me several profane things that I cannot say on radio and kept raising her voice to make comments about me to her son about this, quote, mean lady that wouldn't let her have the nice seats. Now, I bring it up because people are back out in the streets. We're, we're in a hopefully a post-corona, even though COVID is out there. COVID is still out there. It's not killing as many people. As it was, but I had this thing a couple weeks ago. I felt like garbage for two weeks. And people are back 
going to conventions. People are going to weddings. People are going to family reunions. People haven't seen their relatives and loved ones in, in a couple of years. Airports are not the best place to be right now because you have so many flights that are getting canceled and you have issues with the airline and you have financial issues and I, you know, avoid Charlotte airport. That's an absolute cluster. And I know a lot of people are like, man, if it's eight hours, I'm just going to drive. Cause I don't want to get stuck at the airport. A lot of flights are getting canceled. And if you got to get back, like when I lived in Phoenix and I was flying East all the time or Seattle, it could be a nightmare. But people still have the etiquette problems. And I think I, I remember when Miss Ray Black was was a co-host of the show. And, and Ray is a woman of many talents. She's a teacher. She's a coach. An athletics coach. But she's also a flight attendant. And she used to talk about how rude people were, things that she's seen on flights. And I just think that just just kind of a PSA, a reminder, as people are getting back in the air, you have to show respect and appreciation for other people. Me being a guy, I'm almost 6'1". I'm 200. As of today, I'm 236 pounds. I used to weigh a lot more than 236 pounds. I've been working on my weight. I'm a big guy, so I usually will also sit in the aisle seat. I don't want to climb over people. I try to make myself small. If I get stuck in the middle seat, you don't want to be leaning on people. You don't want to touch elbows with people. You don't want people to 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 be in your personal space, and you don't want to be in their personal space. And and it's just it's funny. You see people on the, on planes fighting, especially with the COVID masks and stuff like that. The N95s, and it becomes an ordeal. So I just wanted to share some some etiquette. There's common sense. And this isn't read off of another website. This is just common sense, man. You come to the airport, first and foremost, don't wear cologne on the plane. Nobody wants to smell your isimiyaki or your polo sport. You know, come on the plane with clean clothes, a fresh shower. Nobody's going to complain if you smell like Irish Spring or Dove. I always bring, because once again, I'm a big dude. Some of these planes, it's kind of hot on there, depending on the time of year. I always bring a travel kit. I always have a little baby powder. I always have, I always have some deodorant. So that's the first thing. Don't offend people. I was actually on a flight to Jamaica where, where someone was kicked off of a plane or, or they were moved because they were wearing such thick cologne that it was making the people in their road nauseous, and they complained about it. Second of all, if you have a chronic health condition, make sure you bring your kit with you, whatever you have. I have Lyme disease. So people with Lyme disease can get a little bit of vertigo. I always have my Dramamine just in case. I always have my medication. If you got diabetes, man, bring your insulin, bring some crackers, bring a Snickers bar, bring an orange, whatever you got to do to get your blood sugar to where it's supposed to be. But don't get on the plane and pass out because your blood sugar is 60. And then say, oh, man, you know, I'm just I'm struggling with my, my diabetes today. Well, you knew that you had diabetes when you got on the plane, when you booked the ticket, when you went to Priceline.com. Then the next thing is to, to be polite to people, especially elderly people. Don't put your bare feet. Don't take your shoes off on the plane and put your bare feet. Nobody wants to see your bare feet. Nobody wants to see your corns and bunions. 
and athletes for nobody nobody wants to see that be respectful when you're getting in and out of the seats don't bring that bag that you know you're barely able to slip it through and you know you're going to have to check it and you want to hold on like you know don't bring don't bring your guitar or or your keyboard onto the dang plane we got to we got to get off the plane and get to where we're going. We don't have time for you to get your guitar and you're taking up the entire space in the overhead. Don't do that. Show some consideration. You're not the only person on this plane. There are 150 people on the plane. The next thing, do not get drunk on the plane. Drink responsibly. It's okay, especially on a long flight. Have a martini. Have a cocktail. But I've been, I was on a flight from Seattle, man. I was sitting next to this guy. He had had four drinks before we were even off the ground. I was like, oh, Lord, that's going to be an interesting flight. Now, he seemed to be able to handle his liquor. He he obviously had the the liver. His liver obviously was was very used to, to consuming alcohol. And he went to sleep. He didn't wake up till we got to D.C. But I've seen people get drunk and vomit on the plane. Like, you just can't. You're a grown bleeping man or woman. Like, what's wrong with you? How could you get drunk and regurgitate on a plane in front of a bunch of strangers? You should be ashamed of yourself. That's deplorable behavior. I get it. You're going to Vegas. You're trying to get it in. But wait till you get to Vegas to get bleep face drunk. And then finally, chill with the noise, man. People want to be on a flight. They want to relax. They want to sleep. Most of us now, it's not like the old days where it was difficult to, you know, every, most of the flights have movies. They will give you headphones if you don't have headphones. You can bring noise-canceling headphones. Get on the, get on the flight. Be quiet. Don't bring your tuna sandwich from home. I forgot that one. Don't bring stuff that stinks up the plane. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than sitting next to some mofo that feels that today, instead of having the in-flight meal, they want to they wanna bring in their wife's chicken salad. And now I got a smell. I'm trying to, to, I'm getting the wafted smell of chicken salad and pickles. And that's not what somebody wants to smell on the flight, man. Etiquette is, is, is important. If you're polite to people and you smell good and you're quiet, and you're respectful of space and you're nice to the flight attendants and you get there on time. And for the most part, and you don't get and you don't get stone drunk, for the most part, you're gonna have a good experience. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. When I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. Black women are fierce, brilliant, 
courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history, and changing the world. I think about all of the black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all of the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One, thank you. This one is so special. To the poets and the perfectionists, the warriors and the worriers, the timely and the timeless, we're Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield and we're transforming healthcare for the future, for today, for the communities we serve. This is our pledge to you. Social determinants of health programs are important to the Medicare and Medicaid populations, specifically individuals facing chronic illness. Upside Home's personalized approach allows plan members to build trust with a highly engaged home manager, enabling an array of SDOH services in a controlled but non-institutionalized environment. For more information, contact the Upside Home Partnerships team at 954-866-7255.